Welcome to the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we'll be discussing the upcoming Thomas Cowan Jingle Bell Invitational, working through the chipping yips, and we review our golf games in 2020. Stay tuned after the break. All right, welcome to the podcast. Mooney, how you been? All good, sir. Another week in the books. Uh, probably thousands of podcast downloads for us. <laughs> yeah. and, and here we are again for, for uh, round two with me as co-host. That's right. That's right. I've been looking forward to this podcast all week. Um, we have a big weekend ahead of us. Lots, lots to talk about in terms of the game of golf, but most importantly, we have the Thomas Cowan Jingle Bell Invitational at Metropolitan Golf Links in Oakland. Um, our listeners probably have no idea what that is, but um, it's a group of our, our closest friends from college. Um, we all get together. Um, it's smaller than usual this time, obviously because of COVID, but um, we have two foursomes going out there. Um, you and I are defending our title from the last um, event that we had, which was the Runkle Memorial. About a year and a half ago. Yep. One at Presidio. At Presidio. Um, that was probably one of the the, the funnest days that I've ever had playing playing golf. Um, that was it was a good time. I look forward to tomorrow. While we're talking Metro, mm-hmm. let's give Metro a little shout out in mm-hmm. Oakland, right? That is Cal's home course. Yep. Uh, they have the what's called the Cal Scoring Zone, which I've never been in, but it no. looks like a great little practice facility off it to does. the side for for Cal. Yep. And I believe it's a Johnny Miller design. It, oh wow! Yeah, yep. It's um, a great course. So cool, link style course. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is uh, Johnny Miller design. I don't know how old it is. It's right, uh, right adjacent to the airport in Oakland. Yeah. So you got planes flying over. Um, There's no trees out there. Not a tree to be found. No trees. There's plenty a- of fescue, and then it's water. True, true links vibes. Uh, we've played out there with no wind. We've played out there with shit tons of wind. Yep. Um, the last time we played out there was uh, um, when it was windy. Yeah. Really dude, windy. It was. It was. I remember that because it was blowing and on like <laughs> 18. That was a summer tour, I want to say. That's right. Summer tour event, 18, we fucking both just dropped some some bombs. Yep. Uh, wind-assisted bombs. Yes. <laughs> um, one thing that I was thinking of this, uh, you know, we have, we have the two foursomes. And um, honestly, I think that I'm going to tell everybody else uh, – we're going to go, me and you are going to go last in, in the second group. Um, and then I, I'm not sure who else got hit by, oh, Mikey did. So whoever Mikey's teamed up with, he's going to be in our group because the people who got hit at the Runkle aren't going to be up in front this time. <laughs> um, well, my the problem there was we switched groups. Yeah. Mikey got hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mikey got hit right on, I forget how we switched groups at, at, at the nine, but... Uh, yeah, hopefully no one gets hit with a golf ball tomorrow. Um, yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, if you do get hit, you're hit by one of your close friends. Yeah. And, and uh, fraternity brothers from back in the day. So. Yep. I mean, we. Ha- I think that uh, at the Runco last year, we had a, a little bit of an advantage because Presidio is a tough course. And we've played it a bunch of times before. I think we've, especially last spring, we, me yeah. and you personally, I think, went and played there a couple times by ourselves. Yes. Like, so we, we were dialed in on that track. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that one's a little, uh, a little bit different. Metro's a little bit easier course. I mean, obviously no trees and stuff. Like, you, it's, it's, you can lose golf balls there, but 
for the most part, um, you know, your second shot or if your tee shot sprays off to the right or the left, as long as you avoid an actual penalty, yeah, you're going to you be all right. Of, you got a lot of room um, to work with. Here's right off the bat, because I've played Metro a bunch, where I'm, my concerns, eight, nine, mm-hmm. 17. Yeah. Those are the holes that concern me the and most. Remind me what 17 is. Cause I know eight and 17 nine. 17 is the, 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 uh, long par five that kind of, it kind of just, you don't know where you, right. It kind of opens up to the whole fucking course. That's right. Uh, and, That's right. And it, it goes in. It's, I mean, you got to rip, you got to be a pro to get there in two because you got to get over the Oh my water, God, yes. Right? I know exactly so, which one you're talking about. But right, there's so many different, I mean, we've all, I've taken it from, you know, hooking a drive and I'm way out yeah. to spraying one off to whatever fucking holes out there. And it, yep. But there's that water shot going in. Yep. Uh, and then the, yeah, that's a tough, that's the toughest hole in the back nine to me. Well, that's, that's what Metro does really well too is it protects its par fives. Like the, the par threes, you know, they're gettable, um, you know, and the and the par fours vary, but the the par fives, um, you know, even number ten is another yeah. one that does the exact same. It's a exact, tough shot, yeah, you got, it, because you can't reach it in two. You have to bomb your drive and pendant, hit it. pendant where that flag is. You're going over that, yep. uh, over that little trap area, mm-hmm. or that that, that uh, hazard, and and the trap, and then and, finally and the there's green. not there's not much room to, to work with on the green there too. So yep. you can get left short sided and have yourself a hell of a time. Yep. Uh, and then eight and nine, eight is the one that those trees just swallow everything yep. off to the. To the left-hand side. And then nine is really, if you get your tee shot over that hazard, yeah, you're good. That hole is eagleable, I've heard. Um, <laughs> I'm not sh- I'm not sure um, if, you if you've heard that. If you call an eagle hitting a five iron into a wedding, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, so I, I fully expect it to be a little bit more difficult because, I mean, we won at the Runkle by a landslide. It wasn't even close. Um, you know, we had groups ahead of us flapping their arms like they're making birdies and stuff but apparently they were just birdie tries um i usually leave my flapping for after yeah the birdie's been made um you know unlike mo it's it's fun it's fun uh to get competitive with your your friends and yeah. have a nice little you know roundabout we're talking a we're not breaking any uh covid rules here we've got a couple foursomes going off so yeah. we're not talking a huge tournament but a nice no. little intimate tournament amongst friends it's fun to get the shit talking going each group the two groups are going off so you can kind of see how people are going yeah to me i think when i look back at the uh the the runkle out at presidio that was probably the most fun part right we knew we were both playing well yeah we kept our focus um and we could see our biggest competition in front of us through the front nine but that was, I, that's how, that was, a, I think, very cool for us. They kept, they were the group ahead of us, yeah. remember? And they kept yes. having to watch us, just both of us, just stick shots right <laughs> on yes. screens out there. And so the mental game when you're playing in, in, a, in a little group competition or head-to-head team battle can be, uh, can be a, a huge advantage, especially yeah. when both teammates are, are, are getting after it. I just remember on, like, the second hole out there, uh, no... I think it was hole three. We're looking up ahead, and the group in front of us is like flapping their arms, like they have, a, like they're having a birdie. I remember telling you, I was like, "Dude, if no, they're that, making if they're making birdies was, up there, we need to we need to step our game up." And like you and I played 
like super like, you know, super by the book, super intense, the, the rest of the way thinking that we were chasing. And then when the, all was said and done and the chips fell where they did, it we destroyed, it wasn't even close. I remember the bir- the birdie was on somewhere a little later, or the, not the birdie, the flapping. Mm-hmm. The flapping was from the fairway from a shot that a friend <laughs> had hit into a green. Yeah. He was flapping. I I think we both actually smoked drives mm-hmm. right to where they were at. And yeah. Right, right. Only things you can do. And I guess that's kind of part of the fun part too when you get a, a handful of groups or mm-hmm. like, you know, you're playing a tournament, you got, you know, you got three different groups kind of all in the same bunched up tea time. The, mm-hmm. the shit talking and the banter amongst each other with the group behind it's not like just some dude hitting into you yeah not that you want to get hit into but right <laughs> right totally totally yeah me and mikey both got hit last year but i totally agree that it was um it was from that point on pretty much it was just it was like it was essentially just game on uh i think we finished with a net 71 and a team score of 76 i think is what it, it ended was up good. Being. I remember playing a really good front nine there. I started to lose it a little bit back nine, um, but you being the more skilled golfer kept us in check, and and we still overall played played very well. Presidio, man, Presidio's tough. Presidio's a tough golf course. Yeah, uh, you know if anyone's for me, anyone listening that's not from the San Francisco area, I put Presidio up. I think that's my favorite course in the city over even Harding. Yeah, um, Harding's Harding's flat. You have flat lies. Um, you can spray a shot into another fairway and be able to come back and you know. Yeah, if you and, got a great punch ship. game, you can survive yeah. at Harding. Yep, you got to find your ball first. Uh, but at Presidio, like. There's genuine forest to lose your the hills. The bunkers the, uh, are tough. The, the bunkers are, are yeah. tough to read. Again, like we said last week, it's you're in you're caught yeah. in looking at the hill and then knowing that the ocean is off to the side of mm-hmm. you and you're on a massive hill. Yep. And trying to figure out the putts. Um, but I think the most challenging part of Presidio, which has we've just divulged into talking about Presidio yeah. here, but uh, is you can hit a good tee shot and you're on like some side hill wide, right? Yeah. So it forces you to, it, it really golfs you. You got to just kind of take it, it sounds so cliche, one swing at a time and just kind of focus on the shot that you have. Yep. And, uh, Metro can do the same. You're yep. right though. It's an easier course. So for us as champs, we've got a little bit of, of work cut out for us, but I'm, I'm confident. So I my, think, we, yeah. My question to you is what... Maybe not this week, but what do you do leading up, you know, going into a big Friday, Saturday kind of round, yeah. Sunday round with the boys or, you know. When I'm actually the, trying. Yeah. Or when we're yeah. actually trying. I mean, we're obviously trying all the time, but right. what do you do practice-wise leading up to those rounds? Right. Um, first of all, I don't want to do too much. I want to focus on one or two things for the entire week. And then what I want to mainly do is get to the course beforehand and hit you know, a couple dozen balls. You feel what's going on that yeah, day. Yeah, that day. Because that's, that's the name of the game for golf. Like, you know, if I'm hitting every, if I hit all uh, all my shots on the range really well, usually my putting stinks. Or, um, you know, maybe I'm not driving the ball that well. So I know, you know, maybe not to take driver right away, um, you know, for a couple holes to figure it out. That's mainly, that's mainly what I do. Um, I also like to get out there and, um, uh, and get some get some hits into to really you know feel the contact with the ball, because 
it's really difficult to hit irons cold, in my I, opinion. I, so I'm going to say this while I interject is I think it's more important now than in the summer, in the For winter sure. time. Um, yeah, because For sure. you know, summer you can go out there cold per mm-hmm. se. And again, we're talking California golf, so it's not that cold. But right. for us pussies in California, it is cold. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I totally agree. Uh, it, it, I think it's valuable in that, it, A, physiologically, it's going to warm your body up. You, yep. know, you get the mental idea of where you're going. But yeah, there's nothing, uh, you know, chunking a shot or hitting that stinger iron, hitting an iron yep. thin when it's cold and that fucking thing just vibrates through your whole fucking upper body. You got to get ready for the contact. Yeah. And if you get out there and, and you start hitting hitting balls in the cold, you know, obviously it's an early morning round. Um, that kind of sets the tone for the entire day. We can, we can sit there, hit a few balls, know what to expect for good contact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I definitely have to get there early. Uh, cool. So for myself this week, uh, I was dealing with a little back injury here, upper back injury, nothing too serious. So I took all of last week off swinging, uh, lifting overhead, a light week for mm-hmm. me. And uh, so I went my first, I went to the range once and I spent about 45 minutes uh, in the little short game area mm-hmm. out at uh, San Bruno's range and just chipping. Nice. Um, I started just chipping with my 48 degree lower lofted, knowing the link style course and big greens. Yeah. Um, then I'm probably going to be using the lower lofted club to chip with versus a higher lofted club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just got out and got some hacks off. Um, nice. And actually, I went to the range twice this week. That was a, 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 yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. How dare you? But. Uh, a, it was mostly going to the range to make sure that I was good to go. My my back was good mm-hmm. to go. When we played uh, Fleming a couple weeks ago, the back was I was grinding, um, yeah. in pain. So I'm all I'm all set. Uh, there's no reason other than my own lack of skill uh, for holding us back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but physically, I should be good to go. And mentally, I think I'm. I I, I liked the uh, chipping round, chipping practice. Nice. Uh, Got to again. <sighs> That that was a uh, they got to take a little better care of that ch- short game area. <laughs> <laughs> that was chipping in tough conditions. Yeah, it, I mean tomorrow is probably or yeah tomorrow is probably going to be but, um, a little a little on the wetter side. Yeah, you think about it, it's probably you know similar. So yep. No, the goal go out there, keep our calm. I think you and I make a pretty good team together. We know how to. We know each other's games. We played a lot of golf with each other, so we can True. see. Uh, I mean, we're defending when, champs, when so obviously we know we know the formula, what it takes. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, we're fresh know, off the redemption like at the Ridge, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've had some losses, we've had some highs, we've had yeah, some lows. Most definitely. Hey, come on, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that kind even of John Elway lost a couple Super Bowls, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's probably a lot more losses in our future, but I mean, we have we have to try to defend. Um, well, one, that's another thing I kind of wanted to talk about today, too, was, um, you know, 2020 was obviously a year plagued by COVID, and we, um, you know, we got to play a lot, and we had some highs, and we had some lows in terms of, you know, strictly talking golf. Everything else aside, everyone's going through, you know, some crazy stuff with COVID. It's a crazy time to be alive, um, but strictly in terms of golf, um, you know, what do you think in the last year were, like, your highlights of the year? Maybe like your best shot, 
worst shot of the year. So for me, my overall game uh, has improved greatly in the last year. And I think it's a handful of things. Uh, I've made, and it's just uh, as someone that plays with me quite a bit, right? Um, You know this. I've made more birdies in the last year than I think I've I've made in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, moving forward, my goal is consistency, right? I've I've had some cards where, you know, I've gotten, and again, it's just going back through, I was kind of looking through my scorecards and and my my stats, and I see all these different rounds under 40, different Mm -hmm. nines under 40, right? Right. Now, I'm following, and, you know, that's the, the trials and tribulations of being amateur golfer. I'm either preceding uh, one of those sub 49s with a like 48 or I'm succeeding them right like a 48 so I can't quite put it all together but right for me what I've gained in this year I think I've accepted where I'm at in my game two things they kind of go hand in hand I've realized what my strength is in my game finally and Mm -hmm. I think that is my 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 ball striking with like my middle irons, so mm-hmm. five, six, seven, kind of into my eight iron. I've seen you had a couple. Um, I've seen you have a couple rounds with your seven iron. That I mean, it was always it was just pure every single time. Well, and it just and then so when you know those and when you know you know you get your range in where you where you kind of want to leave yourself, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, right? I want to play backwards. And so what ties into that is I think my course management, I've stopped trying to make crazy shots and I've just accepted, you know, hey, probably the best bet is to play for a bogey here right? or, you know, uh, and, and figure it out where I am. But that also comes with knowing what your strength is. And right. Game, right. And so um, I think overall that I think my th- those two kind of things affect your overall game. Right. They're right. kind of a global thing. They don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily affect your chipping but if you know you're a bad chipper you know you're a great you know middle iron striker yep you you want to leave yourself out of those situations and stuff so um i think just course management consistency and then realizing that like hey man in that 170 to like 130 range Mm -hmm. i'm pretty goddamn lethal and that seems to be like my comfort zone because i get in 100 and i look at my stats that i keep over the year Mm -hmm. and they're not quite as good there okay but um we both put on here we got 60 degrees so that helps yeah i think we'll we should just sidebar that to a later topic Mm -hmm. following this but it's those two consistency um in my middle irons and kind of realizing those are my go-to clubs and mm-hmm. then course management knowing when to be aggressive knowing what not when to be aggressive that comes with also playing the same courses but right there's nothing so so course knowledge is the factor yeah but i i don't think i don't like i i take that mentality when i'm going to a course that's not in right. my in my my strengths too right mm-hmm. like going like I, when i go play in stockton with the boys I don't know what's I don't know those Stockton courses that mm-hmm. well, right? And so I'm just kind of thinking about where my next shot. What, how can right. I leave myself in the best shot for my next shot? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and going for bogey, I think is is how you avoid double bogey. You know, instead of trying to hit the hero shot to save par, accepting the fact that like, hey, I'm not going to be able to hit a 200 yard shot yeah. from this position. Well, I mean, dude, it's just like I said, it's realizing where your strengths are, right? right? So, you know, what are the chances of me? hitting a, you know, 225 yard shot from, Mm -hmm. you know, around a tree or something into a par five. It's like, 
come on, man. I'm yeah. just going to pull out a wedge, hit the wedge shot, get that shot out, and then I know I have a 7-iron in that I can stick in. Yep. Or vice versa, right? Stick a 7-iron out there and then hit a wedge in. But it comes oh, – I tell you, what helped me the most was just keeping track of my stats. Yeah. Seeing where I, how many fairways I hit, what happens when I hit fairways, what mm-hmm. happens when I don't, and then getting the kind of idea of, of just, you know, it, it's akin to – counting or almost like like a diet log right right because i think you know i got my idea of when i'm on the course what i'm doing and how Mm -hmm. i'm playing but then you go look back at like what you've actually tracked down and it could be totally something something totally different right yep totally agree i think the the key for me this year was um you know uh i have to say finding my driver this year um in years past, that's always been my strength was is being able to hit driver. And so for the last year and a half, um, for the last year and a half, we had <laughs> their tacos that are ready. Um, the uh, last year and a half, I think I've really worked on my iron play and that really came to the detriment of my, my driver. It was super inconsistent, but I absolutely have found a consistent driver swing which puts me in pretty good position, you know, to hit iron shots. Um, and because I, I paid those dues, you know, in the last, like I said, year, year and a half, um, focusing on my irons. Now, when I do hit a good drive, I'm able to stick it, you know, yeah. hit, hit the green in a reasonable spot to where, you know, it's probably going to be a par, possibly a birdie. Um, obviously, if I was making birdies all the time, um, you know, my game, my scores would be a lot lower, but I'll take it. Um, I have to think my highlight of the year, um, was definitely finding, finding the driver. Um, there was a couple Eagles this year. I think the, my favorite part of this year was eagling the very first hole that I, or the very first, the same hole as my very first Eagle at Presidio. Um, hit, yeah. And so we, we, I don't know, I can't remember when we played it, it was me and I know I'm pretty sure it was me and Jack, um, but I hit it in the exact same spot. Right, that right, I, like a Memorial Day time. Yes, yes, and I made my eagle there. Um, again, hitting the same exact spot, but there was that, and I have to say my iron contact has gotten a lot better, and that's come with just trying to hit, um, you know, ball first nice and like intentionally trying to hit it low but when you try to hit it low it, it comes out normal right well i mean it's just yeah that's that's the nature of golf right you work mm-hmm. on your irons and your driver goes to shit yeah so it's it, tough that's, to... that that's so true and um and then the the last thing i think for the last year that's really helped me was like we were talking about earlier is getting that 60 degree i had uh i had a three wood that was super inconsistent and then um, my 56 has always been reliable, but having the 60, being able to take a full swing from a short distance, it's been... It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it's even better in the bunkers. Um, I made sure to get the exact same club, essentially, uh, on the uh, um, same bounce, same grind, grind, and everything as my sandwich. So I'm not learning a new club. It's just a different loft. Those grinds make a difference. They do. I went, I've got a different grind on my 56, so I also bought a 60 mm-hmm. for the very same reason, right? I I think of myself as a good wedge player. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good wedge player when I need to 
put to touch like on a, it like a 70 percent yeah, shot yeah um because and i don't think any i don't i think even pros struggle with that right, right? It, i mean that's so hard to because you're you're caught between pitching it chipping it or and, hitting a full swing and at the end of the day right just you know decelerating at the ball or accelerating right. through but you know there's multiple ways to mm-hmm. get to those and so the 60 yeah it's great to be sitting at about like i know it I know if I if you know I'm sitting at sixty yards, sixty five yards. Yeah, I can take a full hack with this thing, and may worst case I'm a little bit further past. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, but but instead of trying to dial back the fifty six, and then I you're agree. thinking of you know opening the face and all this stuff, and there's just you're introducing you, then, a bunch of other shit. Yeah, that you got go you got six other variables. Right. for just a normal sixty yard shot. Yep, I totally agree. The sixty's been a revelation. Um, and especially, you know, when you need those finesse shots around the green, and you need to stop. You know, it, oh. the, the rollout is so much oh, less, man. and you it's think nice. that oh, fifty six, nice. yeah, it's nice, it's, it's nice. Yeah, I totally agree. That's been the the best thing I've added to my bag. I got rid of the three wood. Um, the new Vokey wedges are nice. Yeah. Yep. So with that said, another thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, the the women's U.S. Open that happened this last weekend, and obviously it finished on on Monday, um, and I'm super glad it finished on Monday because you know Sunday is a lot of football on, there's a bunch of other stuff, and again it was the you know Monday well, it was yeah. Given our our Sunday, I didn't wake up till noon. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm just glad because I didn't I didn't watch any golf that day. Um, it was just it, it was really awesome watching the gals essentially have, you know, center stage watching. They had it. They, they had it all weekend. Let's yep. t- so and then we'll we'll talk the weekend. A yeah. USGA. What the fuck was going on on Saturday? Yeah. With those muddy balls because it's not just when it's one person complaining about it, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. when it's everyone and when you can watch gals hitting striping balls right down the just, fairway and, and and then they have a muddy uh, then they have a muddy ball. And, and like, what's crazy is, you know, the USGA is the common man's organization. Right. They're trying to make it even, I, right? You're I'm wiping that some bitch off. Before, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like in, in, if this was if if this tournament was scheduled in the normal time of the year, of course, okay, I get it. But it's in December. Why yeah. are you ha- Why are you holding the competitors to the exact same you know to the exact same yeah. rules? Yeah. Um, nobody wants to see um, a golfer with a, with a huge spot of mud on it when like they hit a perfect drive to go win the tournament what if a mud ball would have cost somebody the actual oh, tournament oh my goodness that would have been ridiculous brutal, brutal. and i watch, i've never seen so many mud balls hit i've heard of the this i've heard of this you know uh folk tale of the mud ball but now i know exactly what happens when when there's mud on the side of the ball and how they even try to play it and you know it's already hard enough it's a u.s open and so they yeah, just don't. Are, those greens are already difficult. Yeah, like why are? Um, I totally get it. The USGA is is notorious for this. You know, I believe there was a quote that said the U.S. Open isn't meant to embarrass the world's best golfers. It's meant to define them. And I can understand that to a point. To a point, right? I mean, let them clean the mud off the ball. Let them lift and replace it if they hit the fairway. Like make maybe make a rule that if it's like okay, if you're in the rough, yeah, you can't. You don't get to do it. But if you hit the fairway, like I mean, come on. But that's not the story, right? The story is our young lady, uh, Alim Kim. Alim Kim. 
because there's a couple stories, right? There's the the sad story and the the crazy 48 hours that Amy Olsen had. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize all that went down when I was watching it on Monday. Yeah, me neither. I I was just pulling for her. Me neither. Pulling for her because she hit the hole-in-one. It kind of seemed like, you know, hole-in-one in the first round kind of seemed like she was the destined person. Yep. And then I started looking into all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. What a roller coaster of a weekend. Right? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And she did not play. So this is, you know, golf's an interesting sport. And it can be won, and also tournaments can just you – you can get a tournament handed to you, right? Right. Uh, Alim Kim, this young lady, went out there, and she won, won this motherfucker. Absolutely. With three incredible shots uh, going in. I mean, to no one – it's not like it, people were posting low 60 rounds no. out there. No one was scoring. It's cold as shit. And she comes through with – I mean – it was she didn't even have that pressure putts because those those approach shots into those last three holes were just like eight nails. feet and in nails. They were, yeah, they were they and were nice. You could tell she got it rolling on eighteen when she she hit that wedge on eighteen right over that bunker face and that yep. thing just caressed on the hill and she was like, oh yeah, I got this thing in the back. Yeah. Fucking. Yep. And I remember I remember uh, messaging you and being like, oh, well, you know, Amy Olsen, she was still right there at the time. And it was like, oh, you know, she's got plenty of time to make birdies. But it, it, it was almost the opposite. It was like, oh, she's got she's got a lot more time to being, mess up. Being, than- being in the exactly being in the clubhouse at that point was uh, was far more valuable than still being out on the course. Those were some shots that that young lady hit. Yeah. Those were some shots. And like I said, she it's not like she drained some 30-foot putt. You know, on no. Them, right? They but were easy putts. She was well aware, though, on that on 18. That oh, yeah. She's she like, knew, she like no, if no, I make this birdie putt, she knew that I have a and, chance to win it all. She knew that wet shot. That wet shot, dude, she went right over the face of that bunk. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking, right? The flag is right on the bunker. So yep. you've got... That little tiny zone to leave yourself in there. Yeah, she she was within it. It was impressive. Absolutely um, no green to work with. I, I think overall it was great for the the game of of ladies golf. Um, I think the Monday finish probably even helped out. Right, I think so too. Um, and then uh, they're kind of still. The only show in town, except for uh, there's a young whippersnapper out that we yeah. might touch on. But again, the tour championship for them is going on tonight. And just, or not tonight, this weekend, but just to touch on that and how hard that course played last week, Lexi Thompson, Nellie Corda, they didn't even make the cut. Yeah. Um, they were five, six, seven over par, something like that. They're now currently nine, ten under par in the mm-hmm. CME Tour Championship. So, um, the USGA does bring it uh, for the, absolutely the, the women's do. US Open as well. Uh, and, and I, I think you know I, I do like that the the U.S. Open is arguably the the, the toughest of all the major tournaments that they play. Um, I don't even know if it's arguable, but I understand what they're trying to do. But again, I think there's a time and a place for it, or there's a time and a place for exceptions to be made. How about yeah. I'll put it that way? And it certainly seemed like this week, this last week, was an opportunity for them to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Saturday was a little bit of a joke, right? Yeah. The, um, I can't imagine being in contention and thinking you put a good swing on a ball and then your 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 ball is just it's just like well somewhere else. And it's like us playing sharp park. It's like oh hit it, hit it down the fairway and it's either well, lost. It's not because we're gonna fucking pick the ball up. Yeah, and that, oh, that's what I mean though. That's <laughs> what I mean though. They're they're expected to actually play the ball down there. Like come on, get out of here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, right now too, thinking about the the entire thing, uh, I I just can't get over uh, you know the last I think thirty to forty five minutes of the tournament watching. Um, you know, the, the leaders come down the stretch and it was just like that course seemed like it was just getting harder and harder as the, the round went on. Um, I mean, you look at those Sunday scores and there's not many people that were playing under par. Yep. And then to go, to go, so I said this to you in our text, right? To go three birdies to end a round is almost unfathomable, um, and then to go three birdies to end a round to win the U.S. Open. Yeah. It's just... In the final round. That man. Was, it's great. I mean, we're watching We're watching them this week. I'm super excited to see uh, the gals play because that was a really good learning experience for myself because I don't watch much L- LPGA. It's fun. It's good TV, man. It, it's, it's entertaining. Good. They're good. The women are good. Um, it's fun to watch them. Um and I, I look forward to watching him play more. I learned a bunch of names and all of that. Uh, so I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to be watching the PNC Championship this week. Um, and, you know, I just can't wait until next week to talk about, you know, the Tiger Cub out there with his dad. Oh, um, yeah. That's going to be really fun. So I'm looking forward to next week for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll say this about young Tiger and – young. Young Tiger and old Tiger. God damn it. For some reason, it just puts a huge smile on my For face. For sure. Seeing that little kid with his yardage book yesterday, like I saw a picture on Instagram, him with his yardage book and like yeah. Tiger like overseeing him. I was just like, fuck this. All man. his mannerisms, and we'll, we'll talk about this next week, but <laughs> all his little mannerisms, dude, I'm just like, I'm, te- I'm telling my wife, I was like, I want a son now. Uh, <laughs> just watching him, the way that he talks to the ball, the way that he his little routines and shit. It's just, it, 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 the way he even stands next to his dad. Now, uh, when do you think, when do you think Tiger's wearing young Charlie to Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> they go there all the time. Are you kidding? They go, oh my gosh. I bet you Charlie's had mozzarella sticks a thousand times already. He's already, he's only 11 years old. <laughs> Been there since before I could talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Tiger was rocking him on a baby Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, one one thing I I keep holding out hope for is obviously Tiger has won multiple majors, and so you get lifetime exemptions to play certain tournaments. I'm looking forward to the day when young Charlie is out there at Augusta, and his dad's playing too. That would be absolutely. That'll be cool. Amazing. That'll be equivalent to like the uh, basketball moment that that the basketball fans want with uh, LeBron, LeBron and Bronny yeah. playing on the same team. Yep. Uh, let's go through. I was looking at this earlier. There's some cool ass teams on this uh, PNC. Yeah. Right. So we already know where we we're picking Tiger. And uh, Charlie, obviously, is the famous JT and his dad. Mm-hmm. But you got Lee Trevino, his son. You and Lee Gary... Trevino's eight, uh, like eighty. Yes. Uh, you got you've got um, Gary Player and his grandson. Gary Player is eighty five. Better Player... in better shape than both of us. Gary Player might be my best or my my favorite human on the planet. Uh, you've got VJ and his son out there. Annika yeah. and her dad. This is a cool tournament. Yeah. Greg Norman and Greg Norman Jr. both rocking hammers. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, got uh, Bernhard, Bernhard and his daughter. They won it last year. Of course. As Bernhard has just been cleaning up. Matt anyway. Kuchar and his son. Uh, what else? Obviously, John Daly and little John Daly. That's so. That's the second. That's the second grouping that I want to watch the most. If they just air two groups, David two and Brady groups. Duvall is kind of like not fun because no. Brady's a pro. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I, mean, I like David Duvall, but it's like okay, well, yeah. So you got two pros in the same team. Padraig, Patty Harrington. Okay, I'll take that one. But uh, yeah, there. I was catching through that. It, the the ones that popped off at me: Lee Trevino and Gary Player. Goddamn, Greg Price also old, or Nick Price also a, a older gentleman out there, but not nearly as old as those guys. Yep. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to next week for sure. We're gonna review um, the PNC. We're gonna cover a few other subjects. So um, I t-shirt hope you guys, and hat day tomorrow. T-shirt and hat day tomorrow. I'm looking forward to playing. <laughs> Uh, I I, I want to hold up the trophy afterwards again, defend our title. Um, it's been a it's been a great week, and I can't wait to um, to get out there on the course. Yee! That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Join us next week as we review the results of the Thomas Cowan Jingle Bell Invitational, wrap up the PNC Championship discuss upcoming changes to the President's Cup in 2026, and establish our goals for 2021. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content, like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight. <laughs>